more and more agencies seem like they're moving over to digital modulation. And for many people, this is a concern because who knows what digital modulation can bring to the table. You know, it could be for several reasons. They go to digital. Could be any one major factor. But yeah, the elephant in this room is it could be encryption. And that is definitely a concern for many people. Also, on our side of the hobby too, digital usually means more money needs to be spent to enjoy the hobby. Let's talk about why more systems are going digital, why I think the changeover is more or less inevitable. It's going to happen for more and more. And uh, let's break it down on the podcast today. All units stand three. It now appears as though shots are being fired. All officers use caution. It has been confirmed. Suspects are armed and are firing at police. So welcome to Scanner School. My name is Phil Lichtenberger, and this podcast is here to teach you everything to know about the scanner radio hobby and sometimes you like to make you think a little bit make you kind of see things from another angle here and i think we're going to look at that a little bit today when why we talk about why many systems just migrate over to digital and again like we said it could be for many different reasons the elephants in the room here right and we're going to just table that part of this whole discussion here because i don't really you know i want to buy some other things here i think we've beaten that horse to death (laughs) more or less but again yeah i understand it's a sore subject for a lot of people but why? Why do some systems go digital? And it could be nothing as in, more innocent, basically, as you have a really good sales guy. You got a really good sales guy who talks their way into selling somebody into a system that they really didn't need, but they end up buying anyway because they don't really understand. They put too much trust into the sales guy. For example, I was recently contacted by a friend of mine and he said that, hey, I was just called into an office here because we've got two radios here that are acting up. These are the only two radios that are acting up. Every other radio here on uh, that we use works perfectly fine. It's just these two. What, what do you think the problem is? So I said, I don't know. Have you changed out the batteries recently? He goes, yeah, that's probably what we're going to start with because the radios, they don't stay on all the time. Yeah, it sounds like a bad battery problem, right? It's the first thing I would check with. Go swap out a battery with another radio and see if the problem follows the radio, right? No, 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 no. They brought in their dealer, and the sales guy comes in and goes, oh, no, the system you have now, that's, that's old. That, that'll never work. What you really need is this brand-new DMR system, and what we got to do is we got to put a, a station on this school, on this school, and over on this school, and we need to backhaul them all together so you can be anywhere in the district and talk from, your, from the hip. The system you have now is never going to work. I said to my buddy, I said, hey, does the system work the way you need it to now? He goes, yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> he had a really good sales guy who came in there and basically was trying to upsell them into a network that they really didn't need. But the person that was being sold to was in agreement. Oh, yeah, you're right. I think we do need that. So as as it is right now, they're still analog. I don't know if anybody's making a budgetary decision to go with this new DMR system that the sales guy is trying to sell the district. But in the end, it could be something just as simple as that. But As we know, many county and state systems need to go over to P25 in order to secure funding or grants. 
So that's another reason why we see many county systems leave an analog going over to a P25 system. And again, if they want to get off of their existing systems because the equipment's no longer available, you know, that's something that the manufacturer is doing. Like again, you're not going to be able to find radios for EDAX equipment. You got to move on to something different. What ends up happening? P25 is the next generational rollout. Again, P25 is ancient at this point. But again, that is where you have to roll into. You, many may be rolling over because of an update just in technology in the handhelds and mobile radios that they are using. Many radios now, they come ready for, for digital. Some have advanced background removal algorithms in that digital radio, and they could be standing next to a loud fire truck or a noisy environment. And the radio is able to basically pull the audio from the speaker out so you don't hear so much of the background noise. Now, again, many people have thoughts about that. I'm not going to get into those. But again, that's one of the reasons why people are moving over to some digital radios. Also, digital radios have more advanced features that analog radios could not support, such as messaging or call-to-call, right, radio-to-radio. And there's other features that are coming that make these digital radios more and more advanced. Another reason why you may have a swap over to digital is you may have an educated person pulling the string, so to speak. You have an educated radio personnel who understands the changes in technology, understands the need for whatever they are overseeing, right? And they realize that, hey, we can double our capacity or allow two users to share a single frequency where only one user could operate on a legacy system. And let's expand that a little bit here. Back on podcast episode 289, David Vine was our guest, and he spoke about frequency allocations on that podcast. And one of the key items that he brought up was that the RF spectrum is a limited resource, right? And licenses can be very tough in some areas. For example, where I live here in the New York City metro area, we have the UHF T-band. And the UHF T-band was designated because they ran out of UHF spectrum and they kind of grabbed some frequencies from the TV band in UHF and reuse that. Now, again, that causes a problem locally, too, when you have openings, right? And let's just say that our local police department that operates on 502 megahertz for the UHF system is around, I don't know, channel 1920 or whatever it is. And whenever out-of-market TV channels kind of come in through the e-skip, well, guess what happens, right? Mm, boom. It knocks out the local radio communications here. So you got to watch out for a lot of that stuff. But what I'm saying here is the fact that you've got some guys that understand that we only have so many frequencies that we are licensed to, right? Maybe it's one, maybe it's two. And they realize that if they go DMR on an old analog channel, they can double their capacity because you've got now two slots on DMR that can be operational simultaneously. That means two people can actually talk at the same time. Not really the same time. It's time, division, multiple access, right? TDMA is what the technology is used on DMR. So while they're not actually speaking at the exact same time, they are microseconds alternating back and forth as to who is on that on that frequency by using time slots. But for you and I, we don't hear that, 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 right? It's so quick that it sounds natural to us. That is how you get two users on the same frequency in the digital world for a TDMA, Okay. But what else happens here is you can do talk groups. 
And when you're not on a talk group, you don't hear the other person who is speaking unless you basically have an all call. And talk groups basically allow you to filter. So instead of having, say, an admin, a chief, a maintenance channel, that's three channels right there, you can take a single DMR channel and you can compress all that. So admin, chief, and maintenance. And maybe you bring in now a buff talk group for the fire department to use or a tactical channel or, I don't know, something else that you may want to use. As long as there aren't two talk groups keying up at the exact same time, the system could work very nicely with all of those additional talk groups on there. But will digital happen everywhere? Is this something that is going to happen? Are we going to see the end days of analog happening sometime soon? Let's talk about this on the other side of the break. Now, as a reminder, anybody who is a Patreon support at $3 or higher level gets this podcast commercial free and they get it early. If you are an extra credit member at the $5 a month level or discounted as an annual supporter, not only do you get this podcast early, not only do you get this upcoming commercial break removed, but you also get to be part of our extra credit monthly club that meets once a month on Zoom. Again, we are going to bring that back ever so shortly. So for everybody else, we'll catch you all in just one second. And again, scannerschool.com slash Patreon is the link you can go to right now to help support the podcast. Chances are pretty good that you shop online and buy things online. So whether it's Amazon or eBay or Scanner Master, maybe you got a new radio and you're going to buy new software from Butel. You can help support the podcast with your online purchases. If you use our support page before buying things online, you can support our show without it costing you a single cent. So before you buy your groceries, your golf balls, your socks, or maybe a new radio, software, or whatever it is. We would love it if you could use our affiliate links before you make that purchase. And this will help support the show at no additional cost to you. Go to scannerschool.com support to find out how you can help us out. Thanks again. Do you feel lost when it comes to the scanner hobby? Are you looking for someone to answer your questions? Do you have a new radio and you need help understanding how it works? Or are you working on a big project and need somebody to bounce ideas off of? Do you need a little bit more personal assistance than what you can get from an online community? And are you looking for somebody to dedicate their attention and their time to helping you out when it comes to getting you unstuck with whatever it is that you are struggling with when it comes to the scanner radio hobby? I'm here to do just that. See, you can book me for a session right now where I'll sit on Zoom and do a video or a screen share with you just as if I am sitting across the table and helping you out. You can book your tutoring session right now by going to scannerschool.com tutoring. I can't wait to help you out. Unication's G2 to G5 pages are great additions to your radio collection. Not only can they alert you with two-tone pager activations, but they can also monitor your local P25 simulcast systems that many scanner radios have problems receiving. And of course, many of our scanner school listeners are happily using their Unication pagers to scan their local trunk systems. How do I know? Because they've reached out to tell me. My company, East Coast Pagers, is an authorized Unication, Swiss phone, and Apollo pager dealer. We not only support departments and agencies, but also the home hobby user as well. Find us online at eastcoastpagers.com. So are we looking at the end of analog? Is digital going to take over? Is it like Thanos in the Avengers? And I'm only bringing that up because I've been on the couch for four weeks now and I've been watching 
nothing but the Marvel comics <laughs> for a while. Man, it was a long movie. It was at two, almost two and a half hours a piece. Unbelievable. But yeah, I'm almost done with all of them. Unbelievable. Anyway, yeah. So is, is analog going away? Are we looking at digital taking over, right? Most likely not, okay? We're always going to seem to have a place for just our analog radios. And that's just the way I see things looking at the landscape for even the next, the next decade, right? Now, I'm going to walk in eggshells on this one a little bit. Many fire departments that I'm aware of don't want to go digital, right? They, they think that analog is the, um, the answer for fire ground communications, that it's, it's proven it's going to work in all areas. It's the best of the best. And there's no way they're putting anybody's life on the line for a digital radio. Now, again, if you've got chiefs and commissioners and they're in control of the radio system, then they're in control of the radio system, right? Those are the ones that are making the decisions there. But for many departments, the decisions lie at the county level. And they decide that we're not going to pay the extra money to license fire ground channels. We want you on the trunk system. You're going to get a P25 radio. You're going to be on the trunk system, Right. So it really depends on where you are. That's the best answer I can give to you, right? It's going to depend where you are based on how much digital is used in your area. It could also be used for interoperability. Interoperability for P25 is part of the standard, meaning other people can come onto your network, you can go onto other people's networks as long as you are given permission to do that, meaning you can bring your own radio, right? But... P25, again, according to the spec, can fall back to analog if needed. Now, eventually here in the U.S., rail ops are supposed to move over to NXDN. I don't know. I kind of see it for a long time to come. Long time to come, they are going to stay on analog. Just the way I see it. Aviation is on AM, and AM works for aviation. I don't ever see aviation moving over to anything other than AM. Marine may likely stay FM. And there are now a couple of digital frequencies for Marine. But for the Coast Guard and everything else, I really think we're going to see analog reigning supreme on Marine and aviation. But again, I think in the future, at some point, I think we're just going to see digital take over, right? Whether it not be 10, 20 years from now. But I think at some point, we're going to just see most of the communications that are over the air on digital. Why do I think that? Again, spectrum efficiency. You'll probably keep your hobby stuff on analog, amateur radio, aviation, marine, right? But look at what happened with TV here, right? TV went from analog to digital to compress the spectrum, and eventually the spectrum was sold off, right? But you got improved TV picture, You've got more channels and even sub-channels that happen with the transition to digital. And you've got advanced features now on your TV, like over-the-air TV guides that show you information and what's coming up next. So yeah, while we can no longer listen to our local over-the-air TV channels on our radios, it's just the way things went, right? Radio. We have analog FM radio. We also have HD radio and satellite radio. And for now, AM and FM radio is still holding strong. Will AM go away eventually? I think that the powers that be are trying to push that. I happen to like my AM radio. Shortwave radio even saw the birth of DRM. So there's some digital going on over there. 
I think the stations that maintain operation on shortwave, yeah, I, I think that, you know, we, we hopefully we keep them on as analog because, again, shortwave is, is really there to kind of spread the propaganda, so to speak, right? And you want to be able to transmit from one country to another, and shortwave radio is a great way of doing that. But even our cell phones, the phones that we keep in our pocket, yeah, they were once analog, but then we went TDMA and CDMA with 2G, and then 3G saw GSM, and 4G with UMTS, and 5G with LTE, and then beyond that too, right? And as the digital modes improved, so did what we could do with our cell phones. Now we can watch TV and stream podcast episodes, hopefully, watch YouTube videos. There's a lot that we can do with our cell phones we could never do in an analog day. Plus, the way we hear things is much better on a digital cell phone. So should you buy a digital scanner? Is this something you should invest in now if you don't have one already? Again, it all still depends on where you are and what you enjoy listening to. How do you know if you're going to have to go to digital? Well, again, look at Radio Reference. Go to your metro area. Go to your state. Go to your county. If you're looking through the conventional frequencies, look for AM, FM, or FM narrow. If you see all that, you're analog. But if you see DMR, NXDN, P25, you're in a digital world. Look at the trunk systems. Does it say AFCO 25, DMR, Capacity Plus, Capacity Max, NXDN, Phase 1, Phase 2, right? These are all keywords to look at when you look at a digital system, especially, too, if you look at the talk group and it says mode and it's all D or T, yeah, that's all digital. A is for analog, by the way. Keep in mind, too, when you're upgrading your scanner looking for a radio that does digital, that for most Uniden scanners, DMR and NXDN are paid upgrades. If you're looking at the Whistler world, though, it's included. But you got to remember the price points, right? The TRX-1 is a little bit more money than the Uniden radio. But when you start adding $70 and $70 for two upgrades to NXDN and DMR, yeah, you really have to start testing the waters and seeing which one is the one that you're going to like better. Watch out again for phase one and phase two on your trunk radio systems. Again, some radio systems on reference say that they are phase two trunk systems, but all the talk groups are phase one. They designate with a D. Many scanner radios out there only support phase one. They don't support phase two. So that's something you need to look at when you look at the specs of the radio as to what it is that you are looking to invest into. If you need help picking out a radio, I am here to help you out. You can always go to our tutoring page. And I can sit down with you one-on-one and help guide you through radio reference or help go through what's in your area and recommend a radio for you. you go to scannerschool.com slash tutoring. You want to go for free? Go to scannerschool.com slash ask and ask me your questions and I will answer on an upcoming podcast episode. You can give me a call right now, 516-308-2885. Again, 516-308-2885. Leave me a question and I will respond back with an answer on a podcast episode. Or you could fill out the form, or you could use our SpeakPipe link. And again, if you use any voice method to ask me a question, we'll put you in a running for a free tutoring session. You want to reach out to the Scan Nerds community? Go to Discord, scannerschool.com slash Discord. Before we wrap up this week's podcast, I want to take a minute here to thank all of our Patreon supporters. 
Alan Gonzalez, Arthur Alchak, Arthur Heron, Bill Kay, Bob Robs, Bob Middleton, Brandon Sammons, Brian Arsenal, Brian King, Chris Paris, Classic Hank, Craig Harper, Dan, Daniel Chiavolella, Dave Pasco, David, David C., David Kuzneski, David Robertson, Danny Crotty, Dylan Heider, Ed Walsh, Edward Bramlett, Glenn Davos, Glenn Wright, Greg Johnson, I Hate Junk Mail, Kaycock, Barry, Jake Jacobson, James Broxson, James Felling, Jay Reed, Jeff Block, Jeff Chapman, Jeff McLeod, Jeff Waldrop, Jenny Taylor, Jim B. Jim Heinrich, John Kordoff, John Keel, John Sweeney, John Derby, John Goldenberg, Joshua Robb, Ken Newberry, Kenneth Fowler, Kevin's Wiki, Lenny Bauer, Les Stevenson, Lloyd R., Luke Hartnett, Mason Kramer, Michael Gorman, Michael Kroger, Michael Meadows, Mike Lopez, Mike Piltz, Nicholas Stenger, Paul Bowling, Paul Teal, Randy Young, Raymond Hill, Rich Palmieri, Ronnie Box, Scott Lefgrand, Thomas Giampino, Todd Glendie, and William Arcand. Find out more about Patreon and our support tiers by visiting scannerschool.com slash Patreon. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you again next week. 73.